Hey, 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 friends. I am in LA and it is beautiful outside. I spent all day yesterday with my really, really good friend, Celine, who I met in New York. I've just been living it up. I spoke on this amazing panel about equal pay, which I'm really excited to kind of chat more about. And it's like really important to me and got to really hear from some awesome women. For all of you that kind of chimed in to my Instagram and told me your stories via my DMs, it was really impactful and I'm very, very grateful. You know, equal pay is something that is not, I feel like is not discussed that much. You know, you hear a lot of stories about, you know, women being underpaid and, you know, these people that come on that are hired in that, you know, are making more than people that have been working, you know, with a certain company for X amount of years. And it really, truly, honestly breaks my heart. And one of the things that we really strive to be here at Ekis is that we want to kind of set a new tone. We want to make things a little bit different. You know, everything that we do as far as marketing is very different. You know, the way that I approach my clients is very different. Um, We're modern, we're trend forward, we do things the Eckes way. And that really comes down to too, how we pay our team and you know the people that we employ. We're very big about being kind of women-owned, women-operated, but also too, I want to be very clear about something is that we're, you know, we don't want to be very exclusive. You know, we want, we are very inclusive with our men. We, you know, a majority of our clients are actually men. And that being said, you know, there's so much importance that kind of goes into making sure that you know, you're being paid equally and to start those discussions with your employer and start those discussions with your coworkers and really kind of talk about these things because it's a priority. And I truly and honestly believe that there's such a need for, you know, an update for the Equal Pay Act and things like that and discussing, you know, how, you know, different minorities are making different amounts of money and all these different types of things. Anyway, I'm rambling. That being said, I really want, I really encourage you to discuss equal pay and to start the conversation with your friends, with your coworkers, with your employer, and to really kind of, you know, be a little skeptical, ask those questions, you know, raise an eyebrow to what's happening in your workplace and challenge it. Be that change. I 100% think that it needs to be changed and I'm 100% in support of you being in question of it and really kind of making that impact for yourself. So on this week's episode, we have the most amazing Billy Lee. Oh my God, she is absolutely amazing. She is one of my favorite people on this planet. This episode is to die for and she totally cracks me up and we just get super super real for those of you that don't know billy billy is a transgender woman activist and blogger she currently lives in la and you might even recognize her from the hit reality tv show vanderpump rules on bravo tv Billy continues her work with BuzzFeed and others in the trans community to create videos that aim to educate trans issues. Billy is the best educator on trans. You know, she really shares her story and talks about it in a way that really lets you into her life and is really, really eye-opening. Billy is so open to just talking about it and communicating and really expressing herself and expressing, you know, this need to be more educated on the transgender community. I absolutely adore her. And she actually spoke at our LA event and she wowed the crowd. I never had such a response the way that I had a response after hearing Billy speak. She made a million friends. I mean, I shouldn't say a million, but she made some really, really awesome close friends off that event. And she really got people to connect with her and to really kind of tap into a deeper side of influence. So without further ado, let's welcome Billy to the show and get down to it. And I'm just, I'm so excited. I, again, I could rave on about her for days and days and days, but um, this is a really great episode and it's also one that's really near and dear to my heart. So let's get down to it. Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement, and we are about to get under the influence.
welcome back to Under the Influence podcast. I'm sitting here with my friend, Miss Billy Lee. How Hi. are you? I'm good. Thank I'm you. I'm so excited to be here in LA with you. I've literally, I just love you. I mean, I approached you for our LA event and I've told you this so many times, but you literally just shook the crowd. Like you were the most inspiring, like you had the best things to say. And you've just been such an inspiration to me because I'm a, such a devout Vanderpump Rules fan that like I fell in love with you and I was like, oh my God, I gotta have her at this LA event. So Billy, for those that maybe don't know your full backstory, I want you to kind of share a little bit about your journey being trans and then also to your journey from not only, you know, going through this, you know, trans and change and all these things, but also you are like in the public eye. Like you are on a reality TV show. You have this incredible following. You do things for the trans community. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. And you know, your LA event, I met really good friends out of that. Really? Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Candace, <laughs> Candace, she's one of my girlfriends now. We have coffee and she's an influencer. Oh, and yeah. I think it's so important for influencers to really understand what's going on with the trans community because they influence the world. I was just on a panel and I was like speaking about how important it is for people to use their platform to help trans people be visible. Mm. Like Women Crush Wednesday, pick yes. a trans person as yeah. your woman crush. Like show people that trans people are beautiful and worthy of being a crush. Oh my God, that's yeah. so good. Yes, 100%. But I am um, from a small town, Indiana, and it was really difficult for me to grow up and being born in the wrong body. I was misdiagnosed as being gay. Mm. And my doctor was really old and you know, this was 20 years ago and they, uh, my parents are very uneducated. They dropped out of school. I think ninth grade, they had me when they were like 16, 17 and that no one just really knew. We didn't even have the word transgender at all. Like, yeah. and so they said, you know, your son is very feminine, has very feminine qualities. I even had breast tissue growing up and they're like, you most likely your kid's going to be gay, you know? And so I did grow up being attracted to boys. And because I identified as a boy, I lived the gay life for probably, I would say most of my teen life. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, I decided to start hormones and actually transition. Hmm, yeah. Wow. But I think LA gave me the freedom to really express who I am. And it also gave me the freedom to even think of being trans. Yeah. It was really powerful. I mean, that's so amazing that you kind of came to LA and you had, you felt that openness to be able to kind of experience that or even kind of like, you know, experiment with what, you know, maybe I'm not gay, maybe I am trans, you know, mm -hmm. that's a huge difference. And I yeah. don't think, can you tell us a little bit about that? Cause I don't think a lot of people really understand that either. Yeah. Well, I personally, of course, I'm attracted to, I'm attracted to boys, men, but uh, because I was in a male body, they automatically, you know, just assumed that I was gay. And the thing is, you know, I always was very attracted to feminine things and mm. I wanted to be very feminine. Okay. I, when I would daydream or I would imagine, I was like the girl playing house, the mom, the teacher. When I, wow, that's kind of heavy. Yeah. And I, I, I couldn't play with girl things. My parents were always trying to force me to be a boy and I know they were trying to protect me, but at the same time, it was always telling me that I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mom threw out some old makeup and I like would have a little spot behind our trailer and I would hide it. And then I would oh. play with the makeup. And then whenever it was time to go in, I would like put dirt on my face to try to cover up the makeup because my parents actually liked when I was dirty because it was more a boy. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But people don't understand is like, you know, gen gender is different than sexual orientation. I really, even when I was in a gay relationship, my only gay relationship with a guy, he was just like my parents. He hated the fact that I was feminine. If I shaved my legs, I wore makeup, he hated it. And so I felt like I went into one shameful, shameful situation to another. And then when I ended that relationship and I moved to Los Angeles, I was randomly out with people at this bar in West Hollywood. And this guy, he said he was psychic. I mean, we were all tipsy, who knows? But he was like, <laughs> I, I was telling him my story. And yeah. he's like, sweetie, you're trans. And I'm like, what? And it just like this thing went off in my head. And I took that thought and it grew into this beautiful vine that ended up being this garden of my feminine power and my energy. Wow. And I fell in love with the fact that I can actually express my feminine energy and I can go as far as I want, including altering my body. Yeah. And that's what I decided to do. And I've never been happier. Wow. Yeah. Billy. That's, 
That's like such a, I mean, I, I love hearing your story. I've heard it obviously before, but I think it's so powerful to hear the way that you've actually experienced different relationships, you know, from your parents to, you know, your first gay relationship mm -hmm. or whatever it is. It's, it's so powerful to hear the ways that you were kind of listening to your intuition in the back of your head and trying to navigate it. Yeah. And I just love it. And you're also such a big advocate in the community. Tell us about what you do. I mean, because you're, you do such amazing things. Tell Thank us about you. It. Well, Honestly, I, I went when I first transitioned and I had all my surgeries and I could finally fit in and no one could tell that I was trans. I was like, wow, I'm finally the cool kid on the block. I'm not being picked on. All these opportunities are coming my way. So I didn't tell anyone I was trans. I was dating men and not telling them, which is called stealth. Mm -hmm. And I, I would fall in love with these guys and they would want to get to know me even more. And they would ask about high school questions and prom queen in high school. Or would you, you know, they would ask just random questions that, and I would find myself lying all the time. Wow. And I was lying to protect my identity. But at the same time, I felt I'm just not a liar. I just don't like to lie, especially if you're falling in love with someone, you don't want to, yeah. you don't want to base that off lies. And, um, and I also, when I did tell them finally after dating them for a few months or six months, it would crush them because some of these mm. boys, men were so against trans people. And I was fearful of being trans too. It's kind of like you attract what you're going through. You know, I was very fearful and ashamed of my own trans experience and kind of hiding it. And I was attracting men who were also afraid of it. Wow. And when I told them they were devastated. They never wanted to speak to me again. All their friends stopped talking to me. So it was like I dropped a bomb in their life. And I just didn't feel good. I was always crying. I was depressed. And at the same time, I saw my trans brothers and sisters marching, struggling, not getting jobs. Like I finally got to a point where I fitted in, but I was being really selfish those couple years of not telling anyone because my community is suffering. And I was like, I need to step out. I really need to be with my community. I need to use my voice, my life experience and yeah. help other people. And I decided I, I owned a restaurant and I sold my restaurant and I came out proud as a trans woman. Two months later, I started writing and blogging about it. And my life just opened up. As soon as I started speaking my truth, the universe was like, what do you want? Literally the red carpet oh. rolled out for me. And it's because my community needs me and they, they, we need people who are visible. And it's so important that I'm on Vanderpump because America needs to see that trans people are worthy of jobs. Like our unemployment rate is three times higher than the general population. Our suicide rates higher. We are a community that is suffering and you know, it's just important for me to be visible. And I, at the same time, I love my privacy. Mm -hmm. I really, you know, my friends all laugh at me because I kind of have social anxiety. I'm not a person that's like about fame or I get nervous, I get scared and, and I like my alone time. So it's weird for me to really be so open with my life, yeah. but I know it's my journey and I know that I'm doing something good when I get emails all day and messages, DMs from people yeah. saying, you inspire me to come out. You inspire me to be who I am. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's what, that's what life's all about, you know? Yeah. So it's important for me to be an activist and I'm on the board of equality California and we do a lot of great things. They're constantly working to protect our rights. Yeah. They're also, they make these laws that really go in and protect children with school systems. And then they also send people on the grounds to make sure, are you using their correct pronouns? Are you using their new name? And yeah. they hold them liable, all the school corporations. So it's really cool to be part of an organization that's like on the ground fighting for us all the time. And then I'm part of Flux, which is a branch from the AIDS Health Foundation. And we really focus on bringing the gap from the gay community and the trans community, because it's really important for us trans people to have gay allies. Mm -hmm. A lot of gay people don't, you know, men and lesbians, they don't really understand the trans experience and we're all kind of under the same umbrella. Yeah. And when the gay rights were movement was happening in gay marriage, we were on the front lines marching as trans people for the gay community. So it's, it's important for us to have the gay people backing our movement because we're suffering. Yeah. hundred percent. And I feel like too, that's you, you kind of touched on a point that's so true that everyone kind of categorizes mm -hmm. both of your communities together. Yeah instead of really saying no these two experiences these two literally two different types of people they're mm -hmm. separated and they're completely different yeah and i again i think that goes back to what you're saying about education i don't think there's enough education and even what you were saying 
being on Vanderpump Rules, you get to give people a firsthand insight yeah. to you, to mm-hmm. what, I mean, to, you know, what you're doing, to being a normal human being, to what it's like, what you, the way you think, the way you act, everything like that. Yeah. So tell us, I mean, tell me a little bit about Vanderpump. How is it going? I mean, this season's been crazy. Yeah, it has. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think every season of it's crazy, but I'm also a junkie. So yeah. <laughs> well, it's really weird to like live your life and then you have to watch it back. It's like so interesting. And also you're watching an edited version. Mm-hmm. So they don't even leave. You know, I can have a full convers- spiritual conversation, but they'll only cut Jax and I talking about my vagina. It's like, what? <laughs> uh, we were having a whole spiritual conversation about therapy and you guys get, you guys cut it down to my vagina. Like it's definitely hard as an activist. Sometimes I do feel a little disappointed, but at the end of the day, I'm always trying to come from a place of gratitude. And mm. I think it's baby steps when it comes to being trans and visible. I know people are trying to wrap their head around it. We're trying to educate people. So I don't at the same time want to throw up all over everyone with all this trans information, but I think Bravo is doing a great job. I just, you know, I come into these situations and I, we recently filmed the reunion and I'll, I'll say this on every platform when it came to girls night, Girls Night, Katie and them threw a mm. Girls Night in and they didn't include me and it, they didn't tag me. And some people were like, oh, Billy, it's just a tag. But the entire thing was on social media platform yeah. and not being included. It just was a huge trigger. It brought me back to that time when I was told, no, I can't go to the girls locker room. No, I can't be part of the girls soccer team. And I was forced to be part of the boys team and the boys were the one picking on me. So yeah. it was just a twisted thing to do for a child. And you know, I've read so many self-help books. I do ayahuasca. I go to therapy. I mean, Lord knows I thought that I was healed from a lot of childhood things, but that girl's night in, it just broke my heart. All these feelings were coming up. I was crying. I was embarrassed. And then you see the trolls and you see other people saying, oh, Billy's not included because she's not a real girl. And then I have trans kids saying like, why aren't you included? And I have trans kids that email me and message me every day saying that they're suffering from transphobic comments and people not including them. And I liked a bunch of comments that day. I was looking for support. I was looking for love because I was hurting. And Apparently me liking a comment saying that someone dealt with transphobic at their work translated into me calling them transphobic, even though I never spoke the word or wrote the word. So I thought it was as an activist that kind of really hurt me because you never tell the minority at a workplace that they're using the trans card or that they're wrong. And they kind of took something that I liked into me saying that they're transphobic and then they became the victim. So yeah. the minority is no longer the victim. I I remember seeing all this play out and I, the whole way, I mean, and I think too, the way that it all played out and like you said, Bravo did, I feel like a fairly good job. I don't know if how much else was filmed and maybe mm-hmm. we're not seeing, but I almost felt like you could, every girl or every, maybe even boys could relate to it because it almost felt like something you went through in high school. Yeah. It felt like a mean girl situation. Yeah. And I remember watching it and being like, Oh, like something in my like chest was kind of like, oh, I can relate to that. Like yeah. I would be fucking pissed too. Like yeah. I, it, that was not cool. It, regardless of the situation, mm-hmm. but whatever, whatever it was a lack of communication or lack of tagging, whatever the right. fuck it was, there was something that all of us watching were kind of like, oh, that, that tinged a little bit. Yeah. Like that kind of felt weird exactly. and I could relate. Yeah. And you know, their excuse was like, not every single person was included. I'm like, look, every girl, you know, and I said this at the reunion, every girl that's on this stage was included Mm -hmm. and I wasn't. And here's the thing. It's a work event. At the end of the day, I'm not upset because she didn't invite me to her birthday party at her house. Right. It was a work event. It used the pronoun that I fought for Mm -hmm. and it was just a huge trigger. And then I just really was so sad how the whole situation was handled. Yeah. And I just felt like no one reached out to me to hear me. And I did apologize, you know, and I I apologize all the time. Like, I'm sorry that my massive trigger fell on Katie. Mm -hmm. That was not my intention. It really was directed to everyone who planned it. And it was directed to serve my place of work. But at the end of the day, I found out she planned it and it fell on her. And I have, I've since then apologized to her. And, you know, hopefully we can start fresh now. I like, I don't like going to work and having this feeling of like, I can't talk to this person. Don't schedule me with this person. Like I literally have my set days at sir and my brunches and 
I try not to be scheduled at the same time as them. And I don't want to do that, you know? No, I get that. That's just uncomfortable for you and for everyone in the situation. But tell us, okay, so you hosted this amazing event called Brunch with Billy. Yes. Tell us about that. Tell yeah. us all, give us all the details, yeah. all the things. <laughs> well, my favorite meal of the day is brunch. Um, <laughs> and Sir and I, we were talking and they said, we're going to start doing brunch again. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, I got so excited. I was like, please let me host brunch. I was like, maybe we can do some event and really like incorporate the community, West Hollywood, because I know Sunday Funday is a really big thing for West Hollywood. Um, can I just say last night, so I, I, took, I worked all day this morning. But literally last night was popping off in West Hollywood. And I was like, is this how it always is? Like, is it? I mean, I've gone out on a Tuesday even. I just feel like West Hollywood's always a party. It is. And Sunday fun day is like literally Sunday fun day. Like people are all about it. So I went to Lisa and Natalie, um, who owns Sir, and I said, I think we should do a brunch with Billy. And let's, you know, incorporate LGBT people and let's just have a good time. So yeah, we started doing that. And I've done, I think like 10 so far. The thing is with my activism schedule, I can't like do every other Sunday or like land every Sunday, but my whole intention is good vibes. Like I want people to come and feel like they're at home. And so when I'm hosting, I'm setting, I'm seating people, I'm sitting down with them and and having a little drink and, and chatting with them. I want people to feel good. And even when I owned a restaurant back in the day, people loved coming into my cafe because they felt like it was home away from home. Like they just felt really comfortable there. And I wanted to bring that environment to brunch and it's worked. We have, we literally had too much fun last. (laughs) I did brunch, I think a couple weeks ago for St. Patrick's day. I got way too drunk. I was barefoot. (laughs) I was barefoot. And Guillermo, my boss was like, Billy, there's glass probably on the floor. You might want to put your shoes on. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like like, (laughs) from the trailer park barefoot. And yeah. And I was like, I got way too drunk and I had to go to an event right afterwards. And it was a red carpet event. And I literally go from there to the red carpet event. And I didn't even remember that I did the red carpet event until the next day when I watched it. Because, <laughs> yeah. because I I ended up um, seeing Gaga there. Yes. Love Lady Gaga. We've, oh, yes. please tell me you've met with her and like... Well, we've hung out a couple of times at a friend's house. Wait and a then... stop. You've actually hung out with Lady Gaga? Yes. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. She's great. That's no. like my dream. <laughs> She's amazing. She's amazing. Um, oh. Sweetest girl ever. But... So then I ended up running into her and then we ended up drinking, going back to pump. And then Lisa meets us out at pump. And then we walked to Tom Tom and I'm not joking. I forgot to eat and I was drinking 12 and a half hours. So I threw up at Tom Tom three times and I'm like, what are you doing? And then finally, and it was like the cutest little throw up. It was like, cause I didn't eat all day. I was just like, because <laughs> I was telling Tom afterwards, he's like, you threw up at Tom Tom. And I was like, first of all, I cleaned it up. It was right in the toilet. It wasn't like I You're was like, everywhere. Listen, I went to the bathroom. No one knew. Yeah. It's fine. And Tom Tom's bathrooms are gross anyway. For some reason, it's the nicest place that you walk in the bathroom. There's no toilet paper. The toilet's not working. I'm constantly telling Tom. I'm like, what is going on? You're like, who manages this, yeah. this vicinity of the restaurant? Can I speak to the owner? It's like, uh, so yeah, it, it all starts with brunch. We had like... A, my intention in the whole conversation was brunch with Billy was, it's such a good time. I honestly like it when we're not filming because yeah. the, the pressure's off with like the cameras and I bet. Yeah. And it just probably, like you said, it probably feels like you're at home, you're with friends. It's like, mm-hmm. it, I mean, we have, we go down, we have this place in San Diego called PB Pacific beach. And it's like a huge thing for Sunday fun day. And it's kind of the same thing. Like you show up at like eight, at like, you know, duck dive, you get some brunch, then you head over to like the college, like frat boy place, which is like shore club. And like, you know, everyone there from like every high school. <laughs> and then it's just downhill and you just, it yeah. just, you end up where you end up and it's a great time, but I love that. And so now brunch with Billy is kind of turning into something else, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I don't, it's going to become a talk show. So. Woo, I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. I, I, this executive producer, his name's Glenn. He's done talk shows. He started with Rosie O'Donnell's first talk show. Wow. He's epic. And he approached me and said, I really want to um, produce a talk show with you. Do you have any ideas? And I said, well, I love brunch. <laughs> and I thought it would be really cool to have a special guest on every Sunday or, you know, anytime brunches. And 
We're going to start with cooking a meal. I'll have a special guest on so you get to learn how to cook a really cool brunch meal. And then I sit down with my special guest and we really like dive deep. And I wanted to inspire people. I want people to like, you know, I'm down for some gossip, but at the end of the day, I want people to leave brunch feeling like, wow, I feel good. Like, I feel good about myself. I, and I want people to be inspired. So I don't know where the home is yet for brunch with Billy, but right now it's just, we're all talking. There's uh, some really good people that are interested, some big people. So yeah. Maybe Lady Gaga. No. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. No, that girl though, she supports me. She, she literally told me, she's like, I do what I do for people like you. Like she's the sweetest woman and she makes me feel so like good. She just compliments. She's such a nice person. And I, I like hope the best for her. I do. You know, I kind of like, I've like loved Gaga since like Gaga, like in the beginning, but I think I really fell in love with her during American Horror Story. Cause that's like my, like, like, that is like my show. I, as dark and twisted and weird it is, I'm like a huge, I was like a comm major. So I was like, I totally fell in love with like symbolism and writing and just all these different types of metaphorical, like undertones and things like that. And when she did that show, man, I was like, you, I'm in love. You stole my heart. Uh, You know, I haven't seen it. You, I'm just so bad at watching. Like I will say there's like points of it where it's like, there's like hard parts of American Horror Story to watch. Cause it's not only like, just like, the horror aspect but it deals with so many different types of issues and like really uncomfortable issues that happen in like people's lives and like of course it's escalated and it's traumatized mm-hmm. and whatever but it's it's not like an easy show to watch yeah but i love it i mean i don't know i must be dark and twisted but i freaking love it anyway she killed it yeah well i feel like she kills in everything she does everything. she's such a goddess like i and even like when i, I was party when uh, Lisa met up with us that night, I was like, wow, I'm partying with two goddesses. Like, and you know, and I'm the kind of person where like, I don't ask for selfies. I don't, I don't ever get like starstruck Mm -hmm. to me. Like I just, it's about vibration Mm -hmm. and I don't need a photo to validate like my relationship with anyone. However, the vibe of being in the room or being around someone who has such a beautiful vibration gives me the validation that I'm doing something right in this life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can imagine. I feel like that's such too like a moment in your life where you're like, this is, this is where I want to be. Like, this yeah. is what I've been working so hard in my career, in my life to be with people that give off that energy, whether or not it's Lady Gaga or celebrity, but right. being in the same room with people that really have that impact. Yeah. And to be recognized by a goddess, like she recognizes my work as an activist and, you know, her hairstylist, Freddie, he is a really great person. And he was like, Oh my God, Billy. Like he was like a fan. And it was really cute. Cause when I first met Gaga at a friend's house, she was like, we've already met. And I'm like, girl, I know if I met you, like, I know we didn't meet. And like, and because she watched the show and she heard from her hairstylist and she knows about me, she thought we already met, but it's really cool to like, I get that a lot where people are like, we already met. And I'm like, no, I don't think they're just so. so. They're just that familiar with you. Apparently. like That's insane, Billy. Yeah, that's great. Gigi Gorgeous, you know who she is? Yes. Yeah, so she's my trans Which I sister. I love. Yeah, but when I first met her, I could not wait to meet her because we've talked um, through social media so much. And I finally met her at this trans event. And I was like, oh, I just hugged her forever. And I was like, it's so finally great to meet you. And she's like, sweetie, we've met like three times. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no. You're was like, I drunk? Like, wait, like, you're like, wait, I promise I'm not being a bitch. I'm not. No, I know. This. So sometimes I get backlash from that where people are like, okay, yeah, sweetie, I forget you. Like I met you three <laughs> and times. You're like, no, no, no. So I don't know if I'm losing my memory or if I smoke too much marijuana or if I dr- <laughs> drink too much some nights. Sunday fun but, days. Yeah. Got a little escalated. <laughs> yeah. Did you meet me on Sunday fun days? That's why. <laughs> I yeah. was like not there. It was the other Billy. No one, no one. It was fine. I don't remember. That's amazing though. I mean, I, first off, I, I love you and adore you. And I think everything you're doing is absolutely fantastic. And the fact that you are making such an impact and people feel that familiarity with you Mm -hmm. I feel like has so much to say about who you are and like what you're doing yeah tell me I want to kind of transition this over into social media because you know you're in the limelight you're on this reality tv show you're this amazing activist tell us about your social media community and how you know that also impacts you yeah well I get so much love like I definitely recognize Mm -hmm. the love more than anything I definitely think this season was a little bit more challenging I had a you know, a lot of Kristen, Katie, and Stassi's fans come after me because they have really loyal fans. And 
you know, I love and appreciate that they have that, but because I questioned their character and because I questioned the whole girls night situation and I did take it so personally, I was attacked a lot this Mm. season um, with really awful comments, but I try not to hold on to that. Honestly, I usually like delete Mm. and block the person if I have time, but you are also kind of like, I mean, and this is just coming from me as a fan. It seems like there's in every season, there's someone that's kind of spotlit Mm -hmm. as that person. And maybe that's just the writing. I don't know, but it seemed like this season, that's kind of what you were. So it's like, I mean, if I'm said that's it's awful Honestly, that people would come after you, but yeah. it seemed like that's the way that the whole season was kind of projected. Yeah. You know what? There's <clears> never <throat> really any writing when it comes to reality because it really is all real. It's editing. Oh, I mean, really? Editing is like the master. Okay. So it's how it was edited versus written because it, at the end of the day, they just edited me in that way. And I get it. You know, they're also entertaining people. 100%. So right. you have to do what you have to do. But I, I just... I really think social media is such a powerful platform for so many people. And I was just, I loved when you invited me to the panel because influencers really do influence people and yeah. the world. And it is really important for people to educate themselves. Like it doesn't, you know, not, we don't have to educate just TV stars. We need to educate every person. And right. yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I, I'm even like my, DMs. I get so much love with my DMs and I I can't respond back to everyone, but sometimes I do try to like have an extra hour through the week where I'm like, I just want to respond to people. I want to give them love and show that I'm here. And that's important for me to to have that relationship with my followers. Yeah. Yeah. How do you balance all that? Like, is there ever a moment in time where you're like, you feel like social media impacts like the mental health aspect of you? Because I mean, I feel like it, but I'm also, that's my industry. That's what I'm doing all day long. Exactly. It's such a, it's such a part of our world now, especially our business. There are times where my hands, my wrist hurts so bad. I'm like, I'm way addicted to my phone. Like I'm having carpal tunnel issues. Like what is going on? (laughs) I get get it. I have the total hunch and like this and like this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where your neck, they can't see it, but where your neck and your back is all like crouched over. It's It's the worst. I'm like, maybe we should have like social media yoga where like, we're like stretching (laughs) while we're on our social media, like open your chest. (laughs) Uh, like, have yeah. you seen those things on Amazon where you like, it's like a bar and you like put it over your shoulders, like corrects your posture. Yes. It's like so aggressive. <laughs> My ex is always sending me little things like that because he knows I'm the same way, especially after having a boob job. I'm like, oh, I'm, I feel like I'm hunched more. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Because you're probably, well, yeah, I know. Like, right? I gotta like. Back now we're stretching. We're over here stretching. <laughs> right? So tell me a little bit about, you know, I, I love that you spoke on the panel and you really had so many amazing things to say. And you're a little bit familiar with what we do and, you know, what we're trying to do with the influence movement and really positively and, you know, positively impact this influencer community, but also their audiences and making sure that we're talking about things like the social good. We're talking about mental health. We're talking about, hey, you know, social media is so instant gratification, information overload. You know, you start developing this comparison attitude and all these different things and kind of the negative self-talk starts kicking in and all this stuff. Tell us, you know, some tips that you feel would be helpful to the listeners right now as far as engaging with social media and really understanding what kind of light social media has right now and how to positively change that in your life. Well, I think it's even having challenges, you know, like I'm, I'm starting this gratitude challenge and we're actually doing a t-shirt line uh, with it. Yeah, it's, it's going to say grateful AF, grateful as fuck. So um, but I... I was approached by a company and they said, yeah, we want to do a t-shirt with you. And I was like, well, I'm on this kick. I've been having my friends say, let's do a 21 day gratitude challenge where we text each other every day what we're grateful for. Oh my God. That's so cool. Yeah. Because then it really changes your perception and then you, it lifts your vibration and you actually attract abundance because you're so grateful. And so I was like, why don't we do this on a social media platform? Why don't I have a t-shirt? We also are like donating a percentage um, to Equality California and I think people have the power to do really cool things like that. It's like thinking outside the box with your following and also engaging with them. I would love to see my followers, you know, be grateful with me and and have that. But, you know, sometimes it can be, I'm really good at like, I love manifesting and imagining. And I think it's, I noticed sometimes when I go through difficult, difficult things in life, I'm like, why am I not getting what I want as much as I used to? And 
I realized I'm on my phone all the time. So therefore I can't really manifest as much. So I do try to put myself a couple hours or I try to get my screen time down yeah. just by manifesting more and not I having my phone. It's actually funny because I think a lot of people talk about manifesting and they think that if they just think about like once or twice, it's like going to happen. And literally like the whole like point of math. And I feel like I do it so much in business where it's like, I see the clients. I see where I need to be. I like, I have to, I have to force that not only on me, but on my team. Yeah. So it's, I think that's such a good tip of being like, Hey, put into practice what you want to happen. And I think also too, the thing with social media is that when you're constantly looking at somebody else, mm-hmm. it's hard to look at the path that you want to go down. Yeah, exactly. And we, I find myself and a lot of people do this on social media. We compare Oh, like yeah. I see a photo, you know, I love Lala and like, I know she might hear this or some, but <laughs> you know, I, I, I look at Lala. She's so gorgeous. Like she has everything together. And, but she also is coming from a place where she has access to things because she has money, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to realize I'm not very wealthy. I'm not rich. I work a lot for free as an activist. There's mm-hmm. some days I literally work seven days in a row and I don't have one paycheck. And it's just what it is. You know, it's kind of how we have to do right now. There are some things like Alex and Ani is an amazing company. Regenics Hair is an amazing company that I teamed up with and and they're paying me. But, you know, I I find myself comparing myself to other people Mm -hmm. and including Lala, including some of my coworkers. And it's like, you're not the same person. One, they're cis, I'm trans. Mm -hmm. Two, they have more money than me. Mm -hmm. So you can't compare it. And I find myself and I find my friends, like we see images sometimes and it's like you instantly compare yourself. And I've done ayahuasca many times, Mm -hmm. ceremony, and it's, you know, an amazing tool, an ancient vine that's made into a tea and you do a ceremony with a shaman Mm -hmm. and afterwards you're just really clear-headed you can actually really know what's going on with your thoughts you it's crazy and after my ceremony I realized I witnessed myself thinking and comparing myself to other people and I was always putting myself down and sometimes we don't even notice it we really even just going through like oh I wish I could have that bag why don't I have that bag like everything with social media, like we're constantly comparing ourselves. And I think we just need to be more aware of that and, and yeah. talking about it, starting a challenge with that and being more aware of your thoughts and, and discussing yeah. that with your followers. Yeah. I love that. I love that you, I love that you're using social media to put into practice something that's going to benefit your life too and mm-hmm. benefit others' lives. I yeah. Mean, that's so massive and huge. Where do you see social media going? <laughs> I ask everyone this and they're like, shit, Whitney, like, well, how do you want me to answer that? Cause it's literally, it's, it's, I always call it like this crazy monster that we've created and Mm -hmm. no one knows how to handle it. No one knows how to throw a lasso around it. And it's kind of like we're at will to these massive, massive companies that have created this thing that was like, Oh, this is supposed to be fun. And now it's, now it's, bigger than everything, anything mm-hmm. we could have ever imagined. And it's hard for them to control it. And yeah. even when like, you know, Instagram went down for a little bit, remember? Everybody oh, freaked for out. Day? For the day? You want to talk about how my <laughs> life went that day? I had clients call me. Literally, I was like, I'm going to shut my doors. I guess marketing is done. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, because I wasn't doing shit that day, but I thought, wow, what if someone's launching something today? Like, uh- oh yeah, there was a couple launches. I mean, we had, we were pushing out a new podcast episode actually with Jessa Hinn and we were super stoked for her. She was super stoked. We had finally aligned everything and then nope. Yeah. But I couldn't imagine if you were like a business or you're launching a new collab. Yeah. And my thing is I I watched Black Mirror. I do watch that. And I see that's (laughs) where social media is going, like the dark side of like we are all, I feel like going to be, it's like going to be a whole nother level. Where it's like a currency based on like your following. Oh, I I mean, oh, I I don't, you know, it's funny because it's like, I... I don't know. I call me like a capitalist, but like, I feel like there's going to be somebody that comes in and just disrupts Facebook and disrupts Instagram and just launches something that, you know, creates that competitive edge again for Mm -hmm. these social media industries. Cause I mean, I'd love it. I mean, I I think who wouldn't, but not necessarily like a LinkedIn, not so not necessarily like a YouTube, but somebody that's going to come in and really change it up. Yeah. Like the new Apple of social media kind of thing. Yeah. 
I, I've actually heard some really powerful people working on some things social media wise Ooh. that I'm supposed to be like getting involved in. And I'm like, this is next level, but I'm not yeah. supposed to talk about it because I signed. Okay. Well, something. I mean, it's, it's totally fine. We won't talk. About no, it, but, but, we but know it's, it's going coming. there. You know, it's going there. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I have to know, right? Like that's the only way I feel like I'm like, I'm constantly searching. I mean, we're, we're constantly, you know, analyzing algorithms, reading blogs, reading analysts, you know, reports on everything. It's so funny how much goes into literally running someone else's social media. Yeah. But, well, it's funny. I'm, I'm working with Dr. Drew now Gina yeah. and we're doing, <clears throat> he's forwarding my new book deal. And then we're doing a podcast together. Yeah. It's all about transformation, but okay, it's like, wait, we'll talk yeah. about both of these things. <laughs> so the first there's a book deal. Now there's a podcast. <clears throat> There's a book deal, A Girlfriend's Guide to Masculinity. So I'm covering every aspect of masculine energy from the Me Too movement to my transition. And then um, he's forwarding that. And also his writer on his staff is my writing partner. Wow. And I did, I recently just uh, did a um, series with him, articles. I think one comes out tomorrow. And then the articles, I'm going to start co-hosting with him on his podcast, and then we're going to develop my own podcast. It's Transformational Tuesdays, so I just want to have people on who have gone through crazy transformations, if Mm. it's weight loss, spiritual transformations, or gender transformations. Just a platform where people can educate other people, and I can hear other people's stories instead of me talking about myself all the time. That's Yeah, so Dr. Drew and I just, we met through a podcast. We have the same PR company, and we just hit it off, and he's like, I really, really want you to write a book about this. And so now it's happening. And now there's a podcast and all these articles, like, but like the way that you, you have to constantly be updating and constantly alerting Instagram that you're doing something and that you're doing it more than the other 14 million other people that are on Instagram or however many, I'm forgetting the number exactly. So you have, there is a certain level of competition. Now that competition is dialed down and I can get real geeky real quick, but I'm not going to, but you're right. You know, well, so you, the more you, so you have to basically be a slave. The more yeah. you do it, if you slave to this machine, yes, we'll reward you, you by giving you more. 100, <laughs> everyone is 100% manhandled by Instagram. Wow. And I, Listen, that was my first love. Like, if there's anything I do right, it's Instagram. Like, I love Instagram. I would I would own stock in the company if I could. <laughs> but, you know, I actually probably do now that I think about it. Anyway, <laughs> but, like, you, you are. And I think, too, that's why everyone loses their minds and always feels like nothing is working is because it is very, very difficult. And even those that are constantly doing well you're still at will to this massive amount of content and massive amount of traffic that's being navigated on the platform. So that's also something too, where it's like, well, is that Instagram's fault? Probably not necessarily. I'm trying, I'm sure they're trying to do the best for their, you know, their consumers and people that are using it, but it is such a massive, massive thing that's taken, you know, made such an impact on everyone's lives that, yeah, you're, you're, you're better. That's why now, I mean, you're better to do things in, you know, your smaller niche down groups, right? That's what everyone talks about. And that's Mm -hmm. why niching down is such a big deal because you're actually going to be impacting and reaching more people by getting super, super specific and tapping into those people, whether it's only a hundred people or, you know, 500. Right. Anyway, so that's why it's, it's also kind of hard because everyone's like, Oh, like fuck Instagram, you know, like, Oh, it's all these guys and everything. But it's like, if you think about it from a business perspective and honestly, from a technology perspective, it makes sense. It makes sense why things are so hard. It makes sense why, you know, they're, you know, Instagram's also making it harder for people because they didn't learn how to monetize the influencer to brand transaction before it started happening. So there's, you know, they're missing out on this huge cut. Facebook's missing out on this huge cut. The only thing that they offer are ads. And they're not really, I mean, it's so complicated to set up an ad already if you don't know what you're doing. And on the other turn of it, you have to be spending, you know, 10 grand to make the impact that you would, you know, versus somewhere else in digital advertising. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like a clusterfuck. Like yeah. it's so, <clears throat> it's just hard to navigate. Well, I find it annoying. Ariana and I were just talking about this. Like sometimes my closest friends, I don't even see them on my feet. Yeah. It's like. Tom, Dick, and Harry and Indiana are like on my feed. And I'm like, what? Like I hang out with these people more and I don't even see their freaking photo unless I go to their Instagram. Oh yeah. And I mean, 
that's why too, we were actually talking about it and we were, I was talking about it with one of my girlfriends and she runs an influencer agency and she manages these amazing influencers and they're bringing in brand deals left and right. And, uh, we were talking about it because now we're starting to see that there's a need for these influencers to start having a management team. And there are, I won't name names, but there's some massive amounts of influencers that we've worked with. And I mean, massive and, you know, the hundreds of thousands of almost millions of in following where they literally hire on two, three interns just to help with their stories, just to help with their postings, just to help with their reputation management, the DMs, you know, the reviewing, <clears throat> you know, Facebook groups, all these, like it is out of fucking control, but it's, this is what's happening. That's what I want. I want to have people help me. That's what I want. We'll manage you. Let us know. I do. I want to take it to the, I really want to take my influencing part to the next level. Yeah. Because I can be an activist. I, I, you know, there's the reality star label and Mm -hmm. now talk show and podcast host. Like I can do all these things, but I really do want to influence and I love Instagram. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely something that I've been thinking about. And even my own management, it's like, yeah, you might want to start thinking about, having someone manage your Instagram and help you. Yeah, I think Because I want to take it to the next level. 100%. And you, I mean, even to getting back to that mental health aspect, because I mean, that's something that too, we we really are big on is that we're going to be putting in all this time. I also want to make sure we're doing it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I talk about with personal brands is that, hey, look, you know, these girls are trying to take on all this stuff because they're, you know, they're not making it you know, most influencers aren't making six figures, you know, they're right. making a percentage off a brand deal. They're getting a couple thou every month. When in reality, if you were working a normal job, you have a salary. It's confirmed. You're not out there hustling. You're mm-hmm. not out there curating content. You're it's, it's stable. Yeah. So it's also really, really hard when you put that pressure on an influencer. And then you also say, Hey, you got to be spending four hours a day on fucking Instagram. Yeah. That's unhealthy. That it's messes unhealthy. with you and your psyche. It does. I re- last year I made so much off of Instagram and it fluctuates, you know, mm-hmm. it goes up, down. It just depends what's going on with me. If I'm on TV, if I'm not like, it's really interesting, but I want to continue, you know, building that. So I, well, I, I think too, you have such, you've built in such a quality community, you know, yeah. that you absolutely should. And I'm not saying I don't want to like be bashing on Instagram because I think it's absolutely amazing. I mean, look at the ways that we've connected with people and brands mm-hmm. that we've never been able to yeah ever and also too people hearing things about like you and your transgender experience and even being able to follow you and send you a message yeah like people i mean think back to you know not too long ago a couple years ago you couldn't get in contact with people like you you couldn't touch them yeah so i love that i know we're going on a little long but let's get into some rapid fire this okay. is it's my favorite part okay. <laughs> I'm so these are always scare me even like watch what happens live when i have to play a game or something i'm like what <laughs> you're like i don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth but it's fine it's great okay your favorite instagram to stock right now i'm stalking this like instagram blogger he's like a style model that i met at like a party recently yes. <clears throat> so i don't even know his instagram i'm like where's my phone i, I don't know his <laughs> yeah i feel like that and I'm, I'm always looking at like boho design stuff and like very inspirational stuff like i follow yeah. a lot of boho design tags like hashtags okay so you're yeah. a hashtag follower i am too yeah most i mean people don't most people don't haven't jumped on that train yet yeah if i'm very interior design like i love like you walk in my apartment, it's like very boho plants are everywhere. So mm-hmm. I follow that stuff because it helps me manifest really? seeing those images all the time. Yeah. Well, I bet that's also kind of a bit of a release too. And it's just kind of like a nice yeah. aesthetic image. I yeah. That. Okay. Your go-to favorite go-to cocktail. Well, it used to be a beer and a shot of tequila. Ooh. And then, yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it went, my mom taught me that. And then it went to a crown and Coke. Cause I spent some time in Montana and it was like my winter drink and my ex was like, have a crown and Coke. And then I got so into it. But now I feel like it's like spritzers, like uh-huh. something a little bit more light. Yeah. You were like my girl. <laughs> I, you belong in like East County, San Diego. Like you need to get along just fine in our dive bars. <laughs> I love a dive bar. Oh, me too. I'm a, you know, it's funny cause I'm, I used to be like, the, I used to be like the shot queen. Like I was like, yeah, I'll take like one cocktail and I wouldn't even really sip on it. But I was like, line them up. Like I can know every single shot across the board. Don't know how to make them, know how to order them. Really great at it. 
Anyway, and then I swear this last birthday, like, I don't know what happened. I don't know, like, what inside of me just, like, changed. I can't, like, I can't drink any shots. Anything with sugar, anything with anything, I'm over the toilet. I'm done. Oh. It's the worst. So uh, now I'm, like, straight tequila, straight vodka, dirty martini and margarita. That's it. <laughs> I feel like that's what we do, though, is, like, we mature. Like, yeah. things shift, you know? Like, I never in my life thought I would be, like, doing, like, a crown and coat. I know. It's horrible. Though. I'm, like, it was so much fun, but it's, like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay, your favorite reality TV show. Besides Vanderbilt. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> um, okay, I watched this show called Dating Around. Is it reality? It's on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen it, but I know what you're talking about. It is shot so well. It's done so well. I want to meet. I think I even looked at the credits and was like, who produced this? <laughs> Whose idea was this? And um, yeah, I would love to meet them. I hope they come back for another season and I hope they show a trans woman dating. Wow, I that love would be powerful. That. Yeah. yeah, that's so. Give us a synopsis of the show really quickly. It's just it, it's uh, couples. It's just random people go on a blind date and oh, they meet for the first time at this restaurant, and then you find out if you at the end you find out if they go on a second date or not because they meet. It's very. It's shot like a movie, really? but it's reality. And they set them up at this restaurant and the way the camera moves and how it's cut, and then they go from let's say it's one episode is um three different dates mm-hmm. uh, so they just kind of the way they edit it it goes back and forth the whole time oh it's so interesting it's so good you made me want to watch it because i like the idea that it's shot like a movie and not like you feel like you're watching reality tv oh no you feel like you get lost in it it's really cool netflix is doing great yeah they're, no, they're, they're stepping it up they're yeah. doing really good okay what about your go-to self-love practice uh, right now it's been gratitude, mm-hmm. like crazy. I love taking a bath. Mm. Like just, I love smoking a joint in the bathtub with some candles. Oh my God. <laughs> you are like goals. <laughs> I need to get on that level. <laughs> yeah. And you know, right now I've just been sending myself love. I've been so hard on myself and I've been under a lot of stress because I'm working mm-hmm. so much and there are amazing things happening, but I don't say no to anything. Mm-hmm. I say yes. And I find myself, I will go months without a day off or my friends will all go on vacation and I'm still over here. Like even Coachella. Coachella's coming up. I am hosting a brunch for Equality California. It's 200 people in the hills. I'm so excited for it. It's something that I really want to do. But now I realize now that it's coming up, it's on the same weekend as Coachella and all my Aww. friends are going. And part of me is like, what? Like, no, I need this vacation. I need to be dancing and doing Molly in the desert. Like, what? I don't know. Tom and I were thinking like, maybe we'll drive up like for two days and come back. But then I'm like, I need to be responsible. I, yeah. that's such, you know, it's really funny. And I, I kind of like got really depressed about it. Cause I haven't gone to Coachella. I didn't go last year. And I was like, this year I'm going, like I'm going. Cause I've gone since college. <laughs> like I was like the car camping kid with the Jeep and me and my girlfriend would sleep in the back of the Jeep and take like water bottle showers. Like we were hardcore. Wow. I loved it. Like, <laughs> ask anybody, like, that was my shit. Anyway, so I was, like, really bummed and, like, whatever. And finally, I, got, I we were working with this client. A really good friend of mine was like, hey, like, I need some, like, in-kind donation. You know, do you have anybody that you're working with? I'm like, yeah, I just signed this awesome water bottle company. Like, super cool. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, do you also, like, want to come to the party? And it's not Coachella. It's Stagecoach, which I'm like, I love country music, so it's fine. And I've never been. Mm-hmm. But now I'm going to Stagecoach. So I'm like... Thank God, like, <laughs> thank little guy, because I was so sad and so depressed about it. But it is, it's hard. It's like you hustle, and you're such yeah. a hustler I that I can imagine that you're just like, well, shit, I'm working so hard. I want to go play, too. Yeah, I, I had literally a panic attack. I think I've had two in my life, and I had one last week. Aww. I think it was, like, preparing for the reunion. Like, that's, like, <laughs> stressful. But also, you know, there's just so much going on, and it's... Like, I should be dancing around in gratitude, but sometimes I just panic and freak out. Yeah. And it's because I'm not taking care of myself, you know? Yeah. That's, no. that's the problem. So it really is important self-care. Yeah. I totally believe that. I, I mean, it was kind of funny. I feel like I was, I kind of went, it's really funny. I feel like I kind of went through the same thing like last week where I was like, you know, I'm, I'm in a really awesome point in life, but I don't feel it yet right now. I don't mm-hmm. feel that gratitude. I'm not 
happy for some reason. And I really do think it is because I get inside my own head mm-hmm. and I don't take a moment, like you said, to kind of just be like, holy shit, like look at everything around you. Like take a moment just to sit with it. Yeah. And, like you could not be here. Yeah. And those moments are so nice to have that when you do like, wow, look how far I've come. I was yeah. just with my manager and we were at a restaurant for lunch after our meetings and we had really good meetings for brunch with Billy and I was putting on my lip liner freshening up and I had this moment like wow I'm I was a little boy in a trailer park and like look how far I've come oh my god you're making me cry (laughs) (laughs) I really do try to have those moments and I have friends when I'm like you know knee deep in in shame and disappointment and and I'm upset my friends are like Billy look how far you've come so It is important because we do get in our head. We always compare ourselves. We need more. We need to do more. Mm-hmm. There are times where I see my even my trans sisters. You know, I didn't get to go to the GLAAD Awards because I had some obligations. And I saw everyone sharing at the GLAAD Awards. And I'm like, why am I not there? Like, Aww. I should be doing this. Yeah. I should be doing more. And it's just like, calm down, Billy. You're doing enough. Sit your ass down and enjoy this planet. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I Yeah, I. it's funny because I can totally... Totally relate to you on that level. Mm-hmm. 125%. It's because we're bosses, you know? Is that why? Yeah. We're just boss babes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so hard. Exactly. <laughs> I always like joke around with my friends. I'm like, it's so hard being like so pretty and like so busy. And like, I just like say the most random shit because you have You're to like, make fun of it. It's, it's, but it's also fucking true. It's yeah. like, it's funny because it's like, I, I know I was laughing. <clears throat> I was talking to my boyfriend and he, you were talking about we were talking about something and I was like yeah like I get inside my own head like I have all this anxiety and he goes it's really hilarious because there's sometimes he's like you're the hardest person on yourself he's like you're literally the hardest person he's like and then you snap back and you're the most cocky son of a bitch I've ever met he's like and you're way on the top of her super down low and I'm like yeah it's one or the other that's the way we ride that's the way we ride I love it okay what about some podcasts that you love well, I love what you're doing, by the way. Oh, like I told you this when we first met. I, it's so powerful to like, you know, want to have good things for like influencers and want influencers to go, do good things mm-hmm. and want things to be like good vibes. Like I really yeah. appreciate that. But yeah, yeah, you know, I, I'm not listening. Okay, I'm not really listening to anything right now. I have to tell you the truth. I mm-hmm. was glued to my headphones with mm-hmm. music, podcast, and. I did this little challenge for myself when I lost my headphones and I just bought them and they were, you know, like $200. I was like, you're going to go a month without headphones. So I've been just listening to people walking. I've been listening to nature, traffic. It's really interesting. And the only things I do listen to, honestly, right now is books, like Mm -hmm. audible books. Like, Mm -hmm. did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, (laughs) It's been a day. Uh, But yeah, I I listen to, right now I'm listening to... uh, um, you are a badass with money. She has a one for money. Yeah, how is that? It's good. It, at the end of the day, it's all about gratitude when it comes to your money. You need to really be grateful for what you have, even if it's nothing, and then abundance will come. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, and I mean that's. I mean, it's a whole book, so it's a lot of great things to listen to. But at the end of the day, if you want to take anything from it, it's be grateful. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's amazing. Okay, what about your favorite like business owner or influencer right now? business owner i'm gonna have to say lisa oh yeah boss dude she's she's killing it she's unreal like vegas blew me away like she is the second you walk into the caesar's palace she's everywhere she's on the car she's on your key like no lisa vanderpump is everywhere so tell me a little bit about vegas we didn't even really touch on that i mean i know we're wrapping up but give me like the synopsis of it well, yeah, well, we, it's cool because we all did the reunion and then we flew to Vegas the next day. So it was nice to be around everyone and have some things hashed out. You know, as soon as you get to the hotel, you walk in and every statue has like pink flowers on it. You saw her covering and, up. Yeah. <laughs> like everything is just so just, I mean, you look over to the left and there's like Lisa Vanderpump and a dog. You look over to the right and it's like, there's like. Her, what is it not champagne? The rose. Um, rose. I'm like, where? It's everywhere. And then she's, you get your card and you're like, oh, there's my boss. Like, like you're like, I know her and she's just everywhere and sees yourself. Yeah. And she had the cutest little setup for us when we walked in the room. There's like all these cookies and flowers and rose. Aww. And 
Yeah, we all met the red carpet for her and tons of fans were out there. It was really cool to like interact with them. Honestly, I was disappointed. James mm-hmm. and I, we were all doing dinner first and he gave me his weed pen. Oh, no. And he said, this oh, is no. literally right before the red carpet. <laughs> he said, it's really light. It's brand new. You have to hit it really hard. Like, inhale really hard. My dumbass no. did exactly that. And I kept going, kept going, kept going. A massive amount of smoke came pouring out <laughs> of vape, and I coughed so hard. I couldn't breathe. My oh. eyes were bloodshot. I had makeup running down, and he was laughing, and I'm like, you're such an asshole. You're so rude. What the fuck? <laughs> Ten minutes later, I'm on the red carpet. I'm dying. I'm so nervous. I'm shaking because there's so much energy, and I'm already very sensitive to energy. Well, and it's hard. That's like major paranoia because you're yes. like, everyone's going to know. Ugh, like, and But no one probably could tell. And he's like, you're fine, Bill, you're fine. And then Jesse was like, calm down, just breathe. And no, I look at the red carpet photos and like my stomach's sticking out. Like you're supposed to suck in. You're supposed to like do certain things. (laughs) Like do your poses. Yeah, I'm so bad at posing. Like (laughs) it looks like I'm in the trailer park, but just on a red carpet. I'm like, damn it. I think think Raquel's going to teach me how to pose. Because you know, she's like a uh, (laughs) beauty pageant. Yeah. I'm like, she walks up there and the way she transforms. I'm like, oh my God. And up. Yes. I'm like, okay, she's going to now teach me. I learned from that experience. But yeah, don't smoke anything from James before you go on a red carpet. <laughs> and then we get in and I see everyone and, you know, there's people that I don't normally get along with that are there. So my nerves were just shot. And I had a few matcha green tea drinks that they had, these really cool drinks, and they were so good. And they have these goat cheese balls that I heard that were amazing. So I guess they're trying to steal something off, sir. I don't know. Oh. I heard it's next level, but I don't eat cheese usually Mm -hmm. normally so I didn't eat them yeah and I actually got a selfie with Lisa I never asked her for a selfie but I was just so proud of her and she inspires me in so many ways that and I really wanted to post something to support her so I was like girl get up here and give me a selfie like she is somebody I I want to meet one day and like not meet in the way of like oh my god I want to meet I want to be like listen let's sit down and have a glass of rose and I want to hear you just talk like I'll just literally listen to whatever you have to say She's brilliant. And like, I love her team. Her whole team of people are so kind to me. Pandora, her daughter is really sweet to me. And, you know, her son and I have history and Mm -hmm. love him, but also sometimes I get annoyed, but Mm -hmm. that's just, you know, coworkers. (laughs) So it happens when you work together and do a little too much together, but, um, she's great. It was just such a magical time. It was really fast for me because everyone stayed an extra night and I had to leave early because of course I have meetings and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I just... You know, I'm always over the moon and like at all with her because she does so much for the community. She does so much for her own life, for dogs, like yeah. everything. I'm I'm starting a softball team for Sir. Stop. Yeah, I know it's happening right now. I'm Wait, so excited. That's amazing. Yeah. So we'll be playing this summer, and uh, <laughs> Vanderpump Dogs is sponsoring us, and they're going to be on our T-shirts. So I'm really excited for, and I think you guys will probably see that maybe next season. So yeah, hell yeah. yeah I'm going to we'll just see. show up. I'm just going to like show up as like one of the weird, crazy yeah. fans. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be cool to play softball with like my coworkers and we'll play against other restaurants and stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. I feel like that needs to just be its own reality TV show. I know, right? <laughs> like, I'm like, wait, like are the people from like, you know, Cash going to play too? Like one copy? Who's yeah. all playing? <laughs> I know. Well, I told Tom, I was like, maybe we could play against Tom, 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 Villa Blanca, Mm -hmm. like her other restaurants. And he's like, no, I want to play with you. I like, I don't want to be playing against you. I'm like, oh, okay, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, listen, we're going to end on our final question. You've been so much fun. We need to, I need, we need more time. I need to like, yeah, you need to hit me up. Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing San Diego pride. I think. You we're, are? Well, we're dealing with my contract right now, but I think I'll be hosting San Diego Pride. Oh, my Fingers God. crossed if it works out. Chills. Yeah, yes. I'll be there. And I've only been once, but I'm going to go. And if I'm hosting, I think they're going to put me in a hotel for three days. Okay, wait. So San we have to Diego Pride, too, is like... I heard it's epic. It's... I've never... Been, I can't say, because I've never been to the one in LA, but, like, Hillcrest is, like, hands down the best place to hang out. The <sighs> best. Like, the people... Literally, we went into this bar. What was it called? I can't remember. It was like a total like Cabo Wabo like playoff bar and the margaritas were shit, but the chips and salsas were amazing. And this guy literally comes in and he's like from Wisconsin. He's like, I literally just came to Hillcrest just to meet people. 
And I was like, are you kidding? Like, Aww. that's so, anyway, I, wow, I'm so excited. I know, I love the vibe of San Diego. So to go down there and do Pride, and then <clears throat> Alex and Ana, you know the bracelet company, mm-hmm. the jewelry company? I did a deal with them last, a few months ago, and now we're doing a Pride deal. So they're making me a Pride bracelet. Aww. And it's going to be a limited edition. I think we only have a few thousand. Um, but we're going to be selling Pride bracelets for the month of Pride. Aww. Yeah, and then a, pr- a percentage goes to Quality California. Oh my gosh, yeah. really? Dude. It's be cool. Okay. So when I'm in San Diego, we have to hang out. Oh, I'll I'll set you up. We'll get with wasted. Every, every, <laughs> please, please. I don't want to remember. I want to be walking around PV with no shoes on. Like Yeah. Well, I have to be on stage hosting, so I can't really like drink too much. But afterwards, we after, can totally go. After Pride, you just gotta stay for like, you know what I tell people all the time is San Diego's the best place to like staycation. Like you find a little hotel. You do, you know, it's so small. You can literally drive to Coronado, to PB, to La Jolla, to Del Mar, all within like, you know, 30 minutes. It's mm-hmm. not even bad. It's the best place just to go for a weekend. Yeah. So you'll just have to like stay for like two more days. No, I won't. And then we'll get drunk. It'll be great. Yeah. I need a vacation <laughs> anyway, even if it's only two days. Oh, I will hook you up a hundred percent. Like that is my city. Like that is, I love it. Anyway. So last question, what does influence mean to you? I feel like people get to make an impact in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like you being an influencer and influencing people is such a powerful thing. Yeah. And people don't realize it. I, you know, they have fun with it. Um, sometimes I think they go too far with it, but they don't realize how powerful it is. Yeah. It's like you have the power to influence people. Think about what you can do with that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But it's really funny too, again, and I study this from a business perspective, but the amount of impact that we really do have on people's lives, whether it's a brand, whether it's a fashion influencer, fashion blogger, beauty blogger, whoever it is, it's incredible. And it really does make an impact. And so I, I completely agree with you on that. Totally. Yeah. Well, you've literally been so much fun. I've laughed the entire time. My editor's <laughs> going to be like, your laugh is insanely loud. Stop it. Um, thank you so much for coming on and, yeah. and you know, giving me your time and coming and hanging out with me and the Mondrian and being in LA. And thank you so yeah. much for coming on. Thanks for having me. I think it's important <laughs> to share you know, my story and educate and inspire people in any way I can. So I'm always showing up. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks for going under the influence. 